Uh, continuing in the Hilchot Tzipirat Omer, we've been talking about the Isur Chadash, the prohibition to uh, consume new grain. Any grain that had uh, taken root after the 16th of Nisan cannot be consumed until the 17th of Nisan the following year or the 18th outside of the land of Israel. So we started to say that it seems like it's very difficult to justify our practice outside of the land of Israel to not be so careful regarding this prohibition. We don't seem to uh, check all the things that we're eating to make sure that the grain uh, took root at the appropriate time. So the Mishabura says, uh, It seems like uh, most of us outside the land of Israel are not so careful about this. And some tried to uh, come up with some sort of merit for our behavior. Because number one, it's very difficult for us to do this. Whether or not that's true, let's say, let's say it's difficult. So maybe we could rely on the opinion, right? And they, again, it's not the necessarily the mainstream opinion, but there are opinions out there that Hadash outside of the land of Israel is only uh, prohibited on a rabbinic level. And not only that, and maybe they were only concerned, right, why is it the rabbis made a decree? Well, they made a decree that if we're not careful about Chadash outside of the land of Israel, then we're not going to be careful inside the land of Israel. So therefore, the rabbis said even outside the land of Israel. But maybe they only are concerned about that in the areas right near the land of Israel, right? So if you're living uh, in Syria, if you're living in Egypt, if you're living nearby the land of Israel, that's where the rabbis made a decree. But in Beachwood, Ohio... The rabbis weren't so worried that if you're not careful here, that you're not going to be careful there. You're so far away, right? So maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. Now, how does that help us? Well, number one, once we're dealing with something which is rabbinic in nature, anytime we have a doubt, we can be lenient. But here we're not even going to rely on the doubt. What we're arguing is that maybe the decree never even applied, right? Because if it's just an issue of doubt, then I would tell you, well, we still have to go online, we still have to make the phone call, right? Because it's a safik, but it's one that we're, it's Efshar Levarer, we can figure out what the story is. But what we're arguing here is that, no, maybe it's not even a safik, because the rabbis never ever made the decree outside of the land of Israel. That's one possibility. It says maybe another uh, way that we could be lenient is maybe the prohibition of Chadash only applies to grain that is owned by someone who is Jewish. But if it's owned by someone who's not Jewish, so then it should be okay. Outside of the land of Israel, uh, more often than not, and maybe nowadays we have to be a little bit more careful, uh, the grain is not owned by someone who is Jewish, it's owned by someone who is not Jewish. But he does, he adds here, But he says, if you're a farmer and you have your own stuff, or you, you own some uh, giant conglomerate and you're Jewish, so on top of the fact that you got to sell your chametz and do all that other stuff, which might become problematic, right? you got to make sure that you're keeping track of when everything took root. So those are two different possibilities as to why we could be lenient. Number one, that maybe the rabbis only, maybe it's only rabbinic in nature, and the rabbis only made the decree on lands close to the land of Israel. And number two, maybe it's only on grain that belongs to someone who's Jewish. But grain which is owned by uh, some massive corporation maybe wouldn't be problematic. Okay, so you could say uh, these are good excuses, they're not good excuses, something to think about, and hopefully we'll uh, uh, come to some sort of conclusion this evening. Rabbi